Hi, and welcome back to the Village Trader Podcast. I'm your host, Njabulun Zimbal. This podcast is aimed at helping new and experienced traders navigate the markets and learn from other traders. Uh, in this week's episode, it's a little bit different than the usual because I'm the one being interviewed today, interviewed by a good friend of mine, Simon Brown, just poking uh, um, poking some holes on the on the trading system. How are you doing, my friend? Njabul, uh, I'm good. I'm good, always. Yeah, yeah, good, to, good to good to to chat to you again, and thank you for for your time. Cool. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kick off, I and mean, I I got a, a pile of questions here. Um, probably got some some missing points to them, I suspect. Um, but I I mean, jumping right into it, and I mean, this is, you know, it's actually something I did a, ooh, 15 years ago. So bunch of us who were on chat forums back in the day, we would meet in bars and sort of interrogate each other um, sort of around this range of questions so that people, just to help people sort of crystallize their methodology and their thinking processes. Um, and, and the first question, which is often folks think it's a weird one, but the first question is, is, is purpose. I mean, why are you trading? Um, you know, why are you putting in the, 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 the time, the hours, uh, and at times, let's be honest, the the stress of it. Yeah, yeah, and the the answer to that is is simply to to get the freedom from the tires that bind. Um, mm-hmm. I know it's, it's it's a bit of a cliche, but with with when 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 it comes to trading, trading offers you that freedom, and also um, trading is one of those instruments or one of those businesses um, that the only the, the only difference between. Um, making hundred thousand rands and making a million rand is the base the uh, is the size of the base account. So because I could I could be doing the exact same thing with you know a thousand rand account as I would would be with a you know hundred thousand rand or a million rand account. Notwithstanding liquidity issues as the account grow as the okay. account grows, but mm-hmm. you know the the uh, point being. Once, once you have, once I have a system or I have a, tra- a trading strategy that I can stick to, um, the size of the profits that I'm taking home, or you know, the size of the am- am- amount of money that I'm taking home for for whatever for whatever reason, will be only only determined by the size of the account. So the only stumbling block would, as long as the only stumbling block is the size of the account and the trading system is profitable, all is good. And, you know, my purpose, the reason why I, I, I want to be a professional trader and, you know, trade full-time for a living is to get that freedom from the Tazard Bank because, you know, yeah. uh, analyzing the charts takes, you know, roughly, you know, an hour or two in the evening when the market mm-hmm. is closed. Notwithstanding that, uh, you know, it's a bit longer for me because I write some content around, around it and, you know, a couple of minutes of entry in the morning and then that's it. I'm free to do whatever the whatever I want with my day. Um, It could be, you know, trying to get extra income as is the case currently. It's just that that extra income is coming from my primary job. (laughs) Yeah, I take your point. And it is, I mean, ultimately, I mean, all we need is electricity and internet and and, and we can trade from anywhere. And the cliche that you can trade from a yacht doesn't work, screen glare, um, but you can certainly trade from from wherever. So, So what are you trading? But both in terms of, what are the underlying you're trading? I mean, is it equities? Is it commodities? Uh, is it JSC? Is it is it is it London or Toronto? Um, and and what derivative product uh, are you using? Um, so at the moment, I'm trading uh, um, the JSC equities, and I'm using CFDs um, with a blend of of uh, uh, ETFs. 
both local mm-hmm. and global. Uh, but the ETFs, the, the, the system or the strategy traded with the ETFs is different from the one I use for um, JSE equities. So it's just equities for now, but I am, uh, you know, with, with time constraint, if, if it wasn't for time, I would, I would have been trading the US equities as well because day times, day opening market um, is, is at 3.30 our time. And I have mm-hmm. you know, from morning to 3.30 to, to, to do the analysis and, and place my entries at 3.30. So yeah, it, the only reason why I'm not trading US markets is that uh, uh, time pressure. But um, uh, um, the, so for now, it's just the JC equities and a few ETFs. Yeah, what I like with US markets just is, is one thing. I mean, we know the big stocks, the apples and the like, but there are another 9,800 stocks <laughs> we've never heard of. So it means we don't get that internal bias because we look at the JSC, mm-hmm. we know those stocks. We, you know, we, we know distill and we're like, but I don't like cider and brandy and you know, silly things like that. Your time frames, I mean, you've already implied it to a degree. You're, you're trading on the, on, on the daily charts, although you do, as I understand, you also do zoom out sometimes for, for bigger picture, almost as Elder talks about. Uh, he talks about his sort of you know, start wide and, and narrow down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I am. Tr- so I start my analysis on a typically on a weekly chart, though mm-hmm. I do look at monthly charts from time to time. Um, but I start my analysis on a on a weekly chart to see four levels um, that that uh, that are of importance, and um, and then I do my trading on the daily charts, and that's my primary or my my fo- uh, time frame of focus. Um, I used to 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 de- define the primary trend. Because I tra- I'm a trend trader and I traded with the direction of the trend. I used to define that on the weekly chart, but I've since uh, um, pivoted to, to defining it on the daily chart, but still look at the weekly chart for significant levels, um, especially when, uh, for example, with Distel now, it's running with, with very, very few pullbacks. Um, mm-hmm. When I'm looking for uh, levels to add to the position, you know, look on the weekly chart for some resistance level. Once we break through um, resistance levels that we find on the weekly chart, then even even without a pullback, I'll add to um, to position or I'll take an inch. Um, I want to come to add into positions, but before we get to that, I mean, what is so, so? What is your your methodology? And I want to delve into the nuts and bolts of 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 how it works, etc. I want to get into methodology before we even get to that. What are you? I mean, obviously, you've got a portfolio. That portfolio grows from A, you adding more capital to it, and B, from the trading activity. Um, what are you risking uh, uh, per trade at initial entry? Because you know, you've mentioned adding, but obviously, uh, we'll delve to that. When you enter a new trade for the first time on a particular stock or whatever, what is your risk per, per, per trade? Um, it used to be 2%, but um, mm-hmm. when, I, when I made the change to define my primary trend on the daily chart, you know, I realized that it was going to give me much, much more trading signals than, uh, than before. So I've dropped down to 1% on each, uh, uh, on each trade. So uh, the initial risk on a trade would be 1%. So there's a chap I know, he's, Aust- he's actually a Durban guy but he's been in Australia for, for decades. Uh, he actually writes charting, automated char- charting software. And they crunched the number. And he came that the ideal risk per trade was 0.8%. Um, and that was trading uh, JSC, uh, New York, and uh, Australia. Um, and I mean, 2% works from a, a drawdown perspective. But he said, and he's very much a mechanical trend-based mm-hmm. trader. Lots of small losers, occasional big winners. 
Um, and his ideal was was actually I think it was zero point eight something percent, but uh, uh, a long way from that from that two percent. So then delving into the to the, the the meat of the process, I suppose. What is your you know you talk around doing the analysis of the charts, etc. And what are you looking for? What is that setup which, when you see on a chart, your heart skips a beat and you think, boom, we got a, a, a potential uh, long or short here. And I mean, do you take longs and shorts? I mean, is it one way or the other? Are you doing both or just focusing on the long? What is that setup? Okay, I'm looking for long positions only, um, especially mm -hmm. with equities. Um, so I haven't uh, uh, looked into shorts, but if I would look into shorts, it would be on the indices because they're much, much less volatile than mm -hmm. um, um, the equities are. But my primary trading instruments are equities, so long only. And I like, I like uh, um, uh, you know, chart patterns that are, have you know a horizontal breakout boundary because I can quickly know uh, if I'm wrong or right on the trade and you know my, my stops are a little bit tighter but I do also trade uh, um, other chart patterns so I trade breakouts um, and those breakouts are you know head and shoulders pattern cup and handle pattern a bull, bull flag uh, a falling wedge rectangle breakouts and horizontal uh, breakouts double bottom and double um, double bottom and round bottoms, um, uh, you know, a, a close higher after a consolidation period mm -hmm. um, or after a pullback. And I use a box system, uh, you know, like define, especially where, where for, for stocks that I can't kind of pick a range, I'll pick the, the, the bottom range and just stack up um, those ranges as it goes higher for stocks that don't have pullbacks. Um, and also triangles, ascending triangles, descending triangles, um, and, and symmetrical triangles. And for <clears throat> reversal patterns, you know, if I get stopped out on the trade and I still feel um, that the trend is still still valid, um, you know, in other words, 50 days, uh, 50 day exponential moving average is still above the 200 day exponential moving average. Mm -hmm. And I get a, a, I was stopped out on the trade because, you know, price was too far from the 50-day exponential moving average. But then we get a nice uh, doji or kangaroo tail around that 50-day uh, exponential moving average. Then I'll trade that reversal pattern, but only on the long side. Yeah, okay. So longs only. But you're talking, I mean, so this is all sort of price action. These are you know, patterns on, on the chart. Now, I'm a huge fan of, of, of price action. You're not overlaying any indicators, oscillators, or anything like that to, to sort of give you a sense. You've got your, your boxes, and then you've got your price action, and you, you're working with that and primarily doing the breakouts. Yes. On the, the only indicators that I use are uh, the, the 200. 200 day exponential moving average yeah. and the 50 day exponential moving average just to give me a sense of the direction of the trend. And um, those two exponential moving average, the reason I picked those two specifically is that um, I was hurt by them when I was still, you know, trading for uh, uh, randomly in a sense, as far as direction is concerned. Um, mm -hmm. I was hurt by those two exponential moving averages that, you know, I then realize if I trade with them, with both of them behind me, um, uh, I will be in a much better position. I will get, I'll be stopped out much less frequent um, than I, like I normally was. And another uh, technical indicator that I use is the average true range, but just ATL. to give me a, a, a stop loss. So I want my stop loss to be either uh, uh, two times ATR, or better, 
or you know more than two times ATR. So I first place a stop where I think it makes sense, and then I check if it's um, not less than two two times ATR. If it is, I'll just push it, uh, uh, bring it lower to that two times ATR level. Okay, so I mean, I want to come to that, but let's quickly do the stop losses. I mean, in essence, you're not just doing uh, what I call a, 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 a dumb stop loss, which is, you know, I don't know, 2%, 1% trailing, something like that. You're actually going to look at that. You're going to eyeball the chart, say this makes sense for where you think the stop should be. If, it, if it's more than two times ATR, which is that average true range, you're, you're quite happy then. And from that, of course, you then determine the position size because now you know the stop, you're going to get your entry, and then you know what, what, what position size to use using your, your 1% risk. Yes, yes, and I like my stop loss uh, wide. You know, I actually prefer mm -hmm. that. I prefer that it's it's greater than two times ATR, um, and and it comes down to the what's the purpose of a stop loss. You know, it's 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 where the market is not going. I'm saying the market is going higher. Where if it goes to that level, at least temporarily, I'm wrong um, yeah. on that trend. And it doesn't necessarily mean that the, the, the trend on that stock, on the trend on that indice is necessarily over. If I get stopped, I'll look for another level to jump back in the trade, whether it's a reversal pattern or uh, um, you know, a, a breakout or close higher from, from that swing low. You, you what about more entry so i mean i know you, you messaged me in the week and uh it was it distilled that that i mean the trade is up 100 percent since you've been in it what you got in was what uh september october-ish of, of of last year um and it, it's had some massive breaks and then it consolidates it breaks consolidates currently it is running uh in the last month or so what it's up uh yeah about a third again um are you adding two positions how are you triggering those those entries i mean i suppose part of the trick is, is that you start with some cash at risk and as it moves into profit your stop loss moves up behind it mm -hmm. uh, and therefore you've actually got zero capital at risk you've got profit at risk how do you decide when to add and 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 what are you looking for to add to those winning positions okay so uh, uh, um i consider myself a, a position trader um, and mm -hmm. then my trade, my when I enter in, into 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 a position, it's divided into uh, um, three steps: the building of the position, the running of the position, and of course the exiting of it. Exiting is fairly mm -hmm. simple: stop loss and I'm out, and I only exit on the stop loss. The building uh, 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 of the position phase is, is quite crucial and can also bring a lot of pain. Uh, um, at least if you haven't accepted that that risk that that you have. So what happens is, um, it, um, first I'm looking for just a breakout, whether it's a bull flag mm -hmm. or uh, you know whatever chart pattern that I have. Yeah. Um, you know if I don't get, I just look for a horizontal um, resistance level on the weekly chart, and then I. Or, mm -hmm. So at every breakout level, I'll add to the position, and if there was a pullback. Prior to that breakout, I'll put I put my I'll pull my stop to below that pull um, that swing low that pull back, and when when I when I pull pull, uh, pull a stop behind me, at times it doesn't uh, I don't it, it I don't always pull it to break even on the initial trade. It could be slightly uh, below my entry point, but better than the original stop. So what I what I typically do is I first move the stop. Okay, that's done. Mm -hmm. And then um, I look what currently on this trade, what is at risk? Because the trade that I'm going to put on is a completely new trade. It's no longer um, the same trade that I 
uh, it just so happens that there's a, already a position that I have on that particular gotcha. stock, but yeah. it's a new, it's a new, completely new trade. So if, say, for example, I still have, uh, um, you know, half a percent on risk on that trade, I will just subtract that half a percent as a as a as a rent value, and um, so it's one percent minus whatever capital is still at risk, um, so that my when I add to that position, my risk on this new trade that I take that I take that I didn't take before uh, um, is still 1%. And then I try to keep it at 1% for as long as possible. Um, and then at some point, the, the, the earlier trade starts to move into profits. And now the new trade that I take, even though uh, I always say 1% of their balance. So if, if I'm already in profits, I'm risking the profits, not not um, the balance. Gotcha. So I don't say yeah. I'm two percent in profit, therefore I'll risk three percent on that trade. Yeah, I hear you. And and, and the, the stop loss, and you, you mentioned it there. I mean, in essence, you're not trailing the stop loss sort of automatically. You're manually moving it up, if I understand you correctly, as it is going in your in your direction. Yes, and I don't rush it either. Um, I'm either looking for an entry signal or a, a, a breakout. So if if the if the, the 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 signal if I'm trailing my stop like currently um, I used to risk two percent some of, so some of the mm-hmm. trades are still um, at higher than one percent risk on the trade so when I trail my stop I check if I still if the risk on the trade is still uh, um, uh, greater than one percent if it's less than one percent I'll add to the position otherwise I'll just trail the stop and then what ha- what what then happens is that subsequent trades instead of risking one percent. Of the, of the portfolio, I'll risk now half a percent, even though that particular trade, if I get stopped, I'll lose one percent. But overall, um, mm. as a collective, I'll lose half a percent. And then it moves into you know, a quarter of a percent. And then I, I find myself in a risk-free trade where the worst that could happen is that you know nothing happens. I didn't lose any money, um, with notwithstanding the swaps and the like. And then you know, I move into profitability. Where we, um, if I add to the position, my risk is that I make one percent instead of two and then you know yeah. the risk is that i make two percent instead of three etc etc and, and and you mentioned it there you're, you're profit taking i mean you're not taking targets you are letting stop losses take you out yes because you know for example you you mentioned that distal trade i entered the yeah. I first entered the trade at um um 72 and 50 and trading at about a hundred and like a hundred percent higher at this point. And you know, where was gonna where was my target at at at, at 72 and 50? Probably, you know, 80 rand, maybe 85, and definitely not 114 rand or 140 rand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, yeah, to your point, markets are yeah, they they they, they can go to crazy levels. I, I remember that with with Capitec being my example where it literally can run forever. What is your so post trade? So, so you're obviously monitoring the trades that you're in whilst you're in them. You're keeping an eye on stop losses, making sure that that you're comfortable with them. Looking for you know new triggers in stocks you're not in, or, or triggers in stocks that you're already in. What about your your sort of your your, your admin side, your your post trade, reviewing the trades, keeping uh, a, a journal going, and the like. Um, so I, I maintain a, 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 a daily journal of, 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 of my stocks. So I, each and every, on Evernote, each and every stock that I have has um, its own note. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so once when, when I exit the trade, I just mark where I exited 
And then when I go through the charts on a daily basis, I look to see, um, oh, it's, it's more uh, to, 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 to reinforce the importance of when your stop is hit, just exit, not, not you know. And also I, I also look to see, um, you know, did I rush to, to, to trail this stop? What would, have, what, 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 uh, what would I do differently in terms of trailing, uh, um, trailing my stop? Or um, did, I, did I add to this position too, too aggressively? Or, um, you know, did I push the stop too quickly? Um, etc. And which that process has helped me, uh, um, you know, notice a bunch of things around the markets. For example, that uh, the 50-day exponential moving average around the yeah. and the 200-day exponential moving average. And if my and you know that process also taught me that um, if you if you wherever whatever logical level uh, where I'm going to put my stop, if there's a 15-day if there's a 50-day exponential moving average. A few points below, just move it below the fifteen day, the fifty day yeah, exponential yeah, yeah. moving average. Because more often than not, the market, if it's close enough to the fifty day exponential moving average, it will come to test it. Yeah, and and that's why I call it just a, a like a two percent trailing stop, a dumb stop, because it might be sitting points above a significant level, um, yeah. Yeah, and and you get stopped, and then it turns a a moment or two later. Over the last, I mean, you've you've been trading a fair bit, you've been doing the 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 follow the traders now what since august so i mean nine months almost now what, what do you i mean what's been to you your biggest lesson slash biggest improvement over that 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 period um it's it's first uh, not missing trades i'm missing mm-hmm. much much less trades than i normally do and i fix that by just going through each and every stock that my broker allows me to trade um <laughs> whether i'm going to trade it or not i just you know uh, um, go through that and i kind of, uh, uh, you know, get a feel of the market, how um, the market typically moves. And, you know, I think the biggest and most important uh, um, um, lesson or training, as it were, is to take losses, is is, is around taking losses. You know, when, you know, you remember quite well, uh, when we started the series, it was just a a bunch of, a series of losses. um, And, and, even with those uh, losses, I didn't uh, uh, blow out the accounts. You know, the account is fairly small, uh, um, and the, the the series of losses was quite was quite a lot. But I still didn't blow out an account. And risk management, it, you know, my trading is is centered around uh, managing risk. And then if I were to to uh, cr- summarize my trading, is you know, I define a trend, I get on the trend, and just manage risk. Mm-hmm. And then, so two last questions. What do you think as a trader is your biggest strength? And then the flip side of that, what do you think is your, 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 your weakness that, that, that could do with more improvement? Um, my strength is patience um, and not taking the markets personally. Uh, if I get started, you know. <laughs> you know I, yeah, those are two good strengths. Yeah, <laughs> good answers. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't take them, uh, you know, uh, the markets personally and i think my weakness is just you know having a, a glare at the screen intraday and and that's the if there's one thing i'd like to improve upon it is that just not look at the markets until five five o'clock in the evening yeah that's staying away from them and i know it's hard i mean you, you mentioned uh, uh you know about end of day around you know some hours in the evening a few minutes in the morning it's hard to then 
stay away from the market and 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 stop watching it. it it's something in, and I've been trading trading the offshore indices, um, and it's something which I've actually been doing very well recently. Where I, I know what the markets are doing, you know, of course I do, but I'm not checking my 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 broker account because I yeah I, I don't need to. I know what the levels are. I can leave it and and wait for something to happen. Yeah. So if, even though even though that uh, I have the screen open, I have the charts open, um, and like I still I have the discipline not to do anything, but mm-hmm. I, I could just as easily see something that panics me and you know I do something dumb. Actually, an error um, that I made, I believe it was on Shoprite earlier, late last year, where mm-hmm. I moved my stop intraday and I got, and I got stopped, and you know that trade made an, uh, quite a bit yeah. of money. And from that experience, yeah. I know not to make any uh, um, trading actions intraday, but I just want to not look at the markets intraday. But it's very, it's a very, very difficult thing uh, um, to yeah. to to do. You know, staying away from the markets. Yeah. No, and I mean it's I always talk about, you know, doing your doing your 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 homework and your stuff, et cetera, sort of during during when market isn't open. So that's like the quiet hours. You're not being yeah. shouted at by price action, um, et cetera, et cetera, influenced. Um, but, but it is tough to to sort of drag ourselves away from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you you know, the nice thing about looking at them post-market close is that you know they're not moving. Um, you're not no, deciding no. that I'm going to buy and then see a, a candle change from blue from blue to red. Yeah, you've got time for that reflection, time for that thought. Always said, folks. Particularly, you know, the hard part of intraday trading is that you're looking. You, it's like a, as you say, it's a moving target. Whereas when the market is closed, it's not a moving target. That's it. You can reflect. You can go have a cup of coffee. You can go for a walk, have dinner, whatever. You 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 come back. It's going to be the same. Yeah. Intraday trading, as you're about to click, a tick happens, and you're like, "Well, hang on, does this still count?" <laughs> um, yeah, and that's tough, especially for beginners. It's tough for professionals, I have no doubt. More so, probably even for beginners. Yeah, yeah, and you know, uh, when 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 you're taking a hit uh, or a loss, even if that loss is slightly bigger than uh, um, what you would have liked, uh, um, there's 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 always going to be time between that loss or you seeing that loss and you mm-hmm. taking the next action because there's a few there's a lot of there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of hours between uh, when the market is closed and when the market is open and so you have a time to you know process that pain yeah. if if it was painful um, and then you know process that loss and forget about it and move on so that tomorrow you're not impacted because I can imagine that you know just take a five percent hit on a, on a trade and you know five minutes later you have to take another one. Um, it could be a bit, <laughs> you know, still drunk from the pain. Yeah, no. Cool. Gent, uh, that's my cues. Uh, congrats and well done. I think you're doing a, a, a great job here. Um, and you've got a clear, clear, a clear understanding of what you're trying to do. I mean, even though you call yourself a position trader, you've got a, a, a nice, clear understanding of, of what you're trying to do and how you're trying to do it, as opposed to just sort of scattergun, where, you know, the, the driver is to get rich by Tuesday. The driver here is to become a competent trader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no one one perfect trader at a time. Cool. Gentile, no, thank you very much for, for, for your time. I really, really appreciate this. And, um, you know, just going through um, the system with someone else other than me because, you know, because uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, trading is, is, is quite uh, uh, esoteric. Not many people understand what happens, um, you know, chatting with someone, you know, especially someone of your experience 
to kind of poke holes, you know, ask my questions. I ask me questions I haven't asked myself around my trading. Cool. Feels good that uh, still I, I have the answers for them, even though I haven't asked myself some of those questions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Agenda, uh, any any last words, uh, any uh, um, suggestions uh, or anything of that sort around uh, uh, my trading system and my trading methodology? No, I, I mean you know it. It the, the, to me, it's. I always talk about this. It's less about the system. There needs to be a system, and you've got a fairly clearly defined one. You're trading the breakouts. There's many different uh, methodologies for that. It works for you. You've got your 50 and your 200 behind you nice and clear. You've got a a clear understanding of of, of your risk processes and and how you're going to exit them. Um, And in your case, let them run. Uh, I've seen you work with your box theory. That works really, really well. And and that to me is, is, that's where we spend all the time focusing. And it's important, but truthfully, the more important part is actually understanding the the risk understanding there that you know the, the 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 emotional part to your point when i say to you one of your weaknesses it's it's looking at charts when when markets are open um excuse me that's that's the way more uh important part you know the as i said many times my lazy system is on the internet if anyone can trade it very few do because the system is an important component but uh there are others that are as important um and i think that's where you're your, 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 your biggest improvements have come. You've certainly refined your, your trigger process and methodology over, 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 the, over the time, and, and that's obvious, and, and that's, that's not to be unexpected. Um, that'll happen. The, the trick now is to stick to it, but I think that's not going to be a problem for you. The, the, the big issue then is, is more than anything, it's the psychology behind it. It's that fear and the greed. It's, it's not taking the profit when you're at 5%, because it can go to 100 it is taking the loss when the stop loss is triggered um, because it can go to zero, you know, et cetera. And I think yeah. that's the, 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 the key component that needs to stand on a trading system without that, you've got nothing, but, but you know, if you haven't got the other components, the trading system is, is just useless. It'll just lose you money. Yeah. 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 Now, Simon, thank you very much for your time. I uh, really, really appreciate it. Um, yeah, that's it for the show this week. Thank you for, for hanging with this. Be sure not to miss another episode of the Village Shooter podcast by subscribing on your favorite podcatcher um, and by subscribing on the villageshooter.co.za. Do join Simon, Simon Brown and myself every Wednesday evening, 5.30. We're doing live trading sessions. You could, you could see uh, uh, some of the examples of the trades that I've taken uh, to uh, uh, so far. And my portfolio is all, all, uh, also in public. Uh, you can get the, the 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 spreadsheet link will be on the show notes below. Um, otherwise, that's it for the show this week. Thank you for hanging us. Thank you, Simon, for your time and thank you for listening. Check you next time on the video stream.